I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hey guys, welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. We have so much to talk about today. All-Star Weekend was amazing. If you weren't there, um, if you experienced it live on your television from your living room, that's also super cool. But I think everybody really enjoyed it. So Leslie and I definitely have a lot to talk about. But first, before we get to the most exciting part, we got to like warm you up. So we're going to talk about the trade deadline that happened over the last few weeks, free agency, and what are Pacific Division teams are looking like right now going into the second half of the season. So, yeah, Leslie, well, I think who actually made trades? The Clippers, the Kings, I think the Suns did a little bit of something, but for sure not the Warriors or the Lakers, which I was yeah. a little bit disappointed. I was hoping for the Lakers to do something, but I mean, the way I looked at it, uh, I didn't think they were going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, they um they kind of just sunk the ship, and now there's rumors going around that LeBron is upset with Palenka, and they won't trade they won't trade Westbrook even though he's like Brick City. I I really don't understand the situation there. I I feel like they had pieces to trade. They should have just traded them if they want to go to the finals because at this point I, it's impossible. It's impossible for them to make finals. Yeah, make- I I don't. Not even, the, like, the play-in tournament at this point. <laughs> you think so? You don't think they're going to turn it around after this All-Star break? I don't I don't know. I don't see it. Like, Rana's like, I gave up. It's over. <laughs> I, I do, honestly. I, I'm giving up a little bit. I'm just kind of, like, over it, the whole situation. But, you know, we have definitely a lot to be happy about um, in our division. I feel like the Clippers magically made a lot a lot of trades uh, didn't see it coming not all these guys are available yet but it seems like they took their situation and you know realistically we don't have Kawhi, we don't have pg and we need other guys to back us up if we're trying to go as far as we want to go so who who are your favorite names from from who the clippers picked up this trade season I think they did a really good job trading um, Eric Bledsoe. As I we've talked about this before, like we kind of forget he's on the Clippers and that he's on the team. Right. And so I feel like, <laughs> right. Okay, you know, hey, but um, yeah, they got him for Norman Powell and, Ro- and Robert Cummington. So I feel like it was a, a good trade because you finally get to do something with other players and. Eric Bledsoe was a good idea in the sense he's a great player, but like it just wasn't working with the Clippers. So I feel like they did. Re- I think that was a really good point to their trade. Um, right. Who else did they get? Let me see. They picked up Rodney Hood from Milwaukee. I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Semi Olihai uh, from Milwaukee. Uh, and like you said, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe. They also sent away Serge Ibaka, which I think was uh surprising but I feel Mm -hmm. like I mean he has played less than he has actually played in the past few years that they 
they got him and they traded him for. And, you know, they were really excited to pair him with Kawhi again, but that just didn't happen. So I think they were kind of like, you're not, it's not beneficial to us. So we're just going to say bye-bye. Um, but they also picked the, sorry, my notes are crazy, guys. <laughs> um, Norman Powell from Portland, Robert Covington from Portland. These are like some really great guards. Um forward situation matchup I feel like that's really good for them especially because they are lacking a little bit of guard leadership I feel like um and maybe some of that one-two punch like those pick and roll punches or you know uh guys who are going to benefit away from the ball so I think they really did a good job honestly I think so too I feel like they were compared to the Kings one I'm pretty sure (laughs) Everybody did a great job. Uh, yeah. Everybody I, did a great job. I got the Kings did a great job, but it's fine. But I also want to mention that Powell is hurt. Like, he just recently went down. I don't know how long he's out, but that kind of really hurts because I feel like that was their number one pickup. Somebody said they're, he's underrated. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if they're really trying to get into at least the playing tournament for the Clippers... They, this was a good move. I, they don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi. So I feel like injuries is kind of like their thing too as well. So I feel like eh, it's okay. I feel like it's okay. It's not a major issue. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still without their main players. So if, unless they can come back, then I'll be more, I'll be a little bit more worried. But I feel like they're going to, if, if Kawhi and Paul George come back, I feel like they should be okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the last thing I heard about Kawhi was that he's not expected to come back this season at all so super disappointing for that but as long as Paul George recovers I don't remember if there is a timeline for that either but they need one of their star players to come back to compete heavily against this this division and the Western Conference right now is insane uh super competitive so you know if they they need the get these guys integrated into the lineup. And I feel like if that doesn't happen within the next few weeks, because the second, I feel like the second half of the season always goes by faster than the first half. The first half kind of lags and you get to all-star weekend and like, boom, oh God, season almost over. How are we going to adjust? I agree. You didn't like the Kings with the Kings there? How you give away so many players? They had such a good, like, core that they just need a little bit more to work on. But I didn't like it. Wait, wait, hold on. What did you like about it? I was super surprised that they picked up DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. He's basically been carrying the Pacers this whole season. He's like a walking double-double. And he instantly, like, started, got in the game. Like, him and Fox have a super charismatic situation going on already I don't know if you saw the meme but after they pulled off that close win I think in Washington he like hugged him with all of his life I was like this man has been going through so much pain just losing so many games he's like finally somebody with a winning mentality hallelujah (laughs) okay but they got rid of like it's because I feel like I, I'm more of the, like, the young core, like, yes, work on it, like, get them better. And I feel like they got rid of, like, a potential good 
all-star players. Like, I feel like they got right. rid of too much. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what's the reason? Are they going to win now? Is this the season they're going to win? Or are they just rebuilding again? I don't know. I mean, I do agree with you there. They gave away some key pieces that's been with them for a long time, like Marvin Bagley, Tyrese Halliburton, which I thought sucked that they gave him away. Uh, Buddy Heald, we already know his situation. He didn't really want to be there anyways. Um, and surprise too. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. So maybe along with their trades, they're trying to create a different atmosphere because I feel like some of those players we kind of knew weren't comfortable in Sacramento. So it's kind of like if you don't have that chemistry between your team members, why are you going to keep them around? Kind of like the (laughs) Lakers, but, you know. (laughs) Shade, shade. It's a little shade. (laughs) I mean... Yes and no, but, like, who do you blame that? I'm not going to blame it on the players if they don't like the environment that they're in, if they don't like the, like, the culture or, like, the winning mentality. I feel like that goes back to their franchise and who's at the top of it, who's coaching and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean... If Sabonis is going to come in here, is he going to be a great player? Yes. Is he probably going to be like, oh, this is, and now I know what people are talking about. That's yeah. what I feel is going to happen. But I mean, I we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they're saying something. I'm not. Clearly, you're saying something. You know, I've <laughs> always had, I love the underdog, okay? I always love the underdog. I'm rooting for them. You know, I was, I was honestly watching the Warriors like a decade ago when they first got Curry. And I was like, something about this team gives me good vibes. And I feel like, I feel that with the Kings, like they're going through their struggle bus decade, I guess. That's a long struggle. That's a long struggle. (laughs) I mean, it is a long struggle, but you know, everybody has to learn from their struggle and then they, you know, go, I feel like within the next five years, honestly, the Kings are like playoff contenders. I say within the next five years. All right. We heard it here first. We heard it here first. I called it. I called it, okay? <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more change in the in the back of the house part of it. Like mm, management and shit like that. I feel like a little bit more. And yeah. then I can say it. Or maybe I just haven't like really seen them play together. I mean, we, they just it just happened. Let's yeah. give them some time to like get to know each other and see what happens. So yeah, I mean that was that was a trade. That was a trade. I'll leave it like that since we're not on the same page. <laughs> okay, that's that's why we got two different opinions going here. You know, we balance each other out. Also, definitely want to shout out everybody coming into the IG Live. Thank you guys for being here. Y'all are amazing. Appreciate your yeah, support. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Also, we also have the Suns to talk about. So they did like some very minimal, minimal trading. They picked up Tory Craig and Aaron Holiday, and also on top of that, Chris Paul is out six to eight weeks with a thumb injury. No, that's not looking good. That's not good because no. I feel like Chris Paul is very much essential to the Suns. Yeah, and ah, that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. I mean, they are the best team in the West right now. Is that right? Like they're the Hands top in the league. In the league. I feel like much of that has to do with Chris Paul and it kind of sucks. But we've seen them sideline before and that they've continued to win. So I'm scared, not too scared. I feel like they want this, they got this, and they're like, okay, we are prepared if Chris comes to the side and is injured for a little bit. I think they're prepared enough. Yeah. I mean we saw it last season when he went out, guys really stepped up. Um Mikhail Bridges stepped up, Cam Johnson stepped up. These are guys who are 
Yes, DeAndre Ayton, who is like CP3. Yeah, they like, <laughs> I want to say father, son, but you could tell that they have that mentorship relationship going on, you know, oh, and you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, and I feel like Chris Paul is basically, you know, Uncle Drew for the sons. Mm-hmm. He's just there to give out his wisdom and, and then like, you know, if he sits down, it's not the end of the world. And with these other players coming in, you have Aaron Holiday. Uh, he averages 2.3 um, assists per game because I think that's going to be the biggest yeah. thing, sharing the ball. That's really Chris Paul's thing is uh, just facilitating and getting the ball out. Um, I mean, we've seen games where he's had 20-plus assists and maybe like 12 points, but because he had those assists, he was able to open up and, and get those players to get points. Um, and then you have Torrey Craig, who's in his fourth season, so he's a, like a forward, so he could kind of take the pressure off crowd. Bridges, Cam Johnson, the guys that we just talked about, because obviously they rely heavily on that guard to forward relationship. Um, so I honestly, the Suns are they're, they're fine. They they good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they could have not gotten better, but they did, and it's just like great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And they, more for the Western Conference to worry about. And they didn't even have to really give away anybody. I think they gave away some money. I, I mean, I don't think they really did much uh, much room at all. They didn't have to get rid of any of like, their really, really good players. It looks so easy. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I saw somebody in the IG live chat talking about how messy it is for Palenka to be like in cahoots with Clutch Sports and they're mad at him or something like that. So obviously more drama in Hollywood, but um, not for, not for our other players. I mean, our other teams, thank God. <laughs> Come free agency, that's going to definitely be a shift. I don't think the team is going to stay, at least for the Lakers, I don't think the team's going to stay the same for them. No. It's going to be completely different. I feel like they wanted to try this experiment. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Move on to next season. It's the vibe. And then poor Anthony Davis is injured once again. So. Oh, my gosh. When he went down, yes, when he went down, I was like, oh, my God, he tore something. Like, it's super big. Like, it's a big problem. But they, you know, they said it was a a strain, an ankle sprain or something like that. But it looked way worse when he actually, like, he was, he looked like he was about to cry. They had to carry him off the court. I was like, oh, my God, it's over. Just throw the Lakers season away. (laughs) If you guys are wondering why I don't play basketball, that's literally why. (laughs) I want to, like, have my knees and my ankles, you know, when I'm 80 and I'm, like, not in a wheelchair. Like, I saw somebody tweet yesterday you know they they were honoring the nba 75 players during the all-star game and somebody pointed out like how crazy their fingers look they got some big ass hands i think it was sue bird she was like oh my god is that my how my hands are gonna look like 20 years from now after playing so much yes (laughs) no basically though women age finer and nicer so We'll just throw it out there. <laughs> I'm representing, you know, W today. So okay. jersey on so everybody knows what's up. <laughs> oh my god, can you get up? i I love Britney. So. I'm not gonna stand all the way up because you know we have to stand the pants on, but that look, that's cute. This is the gang. Um, you know okay. Liz is now with the spark, so I'm I'm excited to buy that jersey. Yes. She's also another messy one. I feel like they love drama in Hollywood. <laughs> I they like it. I like it. I mean, I don't know how how far you're gonna get with Derek Fisher still as a coach, but that's a whole different situation. Like, sure, I'm still up there after last season. They yeah. they literally went games without like a whole quarter without scoring. I cannot forgive him for that. Yeah. I I, when they originally 
like got Derek Fisher, I was just like, as a player, he was already kind of messy. So like as a coach, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> he got that messy personal life too. So <laughs> hello, and then you know Candace Parker, who's basically a, a LA great, a LA legend. You know, when one of your greats decides to leave for their their hometown, and it turned around and won a championship, like after you benched her. Man, like something's wrong. Some something's yeah. wrong. So we we gonna pray on it. But you know, Phoenix p- picked up like mad players. So honestly, I'm calling the mm-hmm. chip next year. They they fell short last season, but next year it's all it's all Phoenix, baby. Robin, I thought you were a Dallas fan. Wait, no, or a Sky fan. Well, Brittany Griner went to Baylor, so I'm just kind of like, and I love Diana. Oh, okay, so it's just a player, player. Well, I Are you becoming a, a Mercury fan? Oh, I'm a big Mercury fan. That's it. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. That's I don't it. know. I don't, we might end this podcast here and there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's going to be Sparks versus Mercury this season. <laughs> Ooh, it, imagine. That would be sick. Jerry says, let's go, Sky. Y'all got your chip, okay? So we, we, could, we could let that one go. <laughs> We're... <laughs> <laughs> They're excited over there. We get it. You guys got Candace Parker and everybody else. We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're uh, hanging over here. The Mer- at, at least we get um Sue for another season too, though. Yeah. Yes. Uh, go Seattle. I don't know if they're gonna get into the playoffs, but I don't think so either. But just to see her play one more year is gonna be great. Yeah. Exactly. So just in case you thought you saw you saw her the last time, no, this is gonna be the last time. And then yeah, I keep doing that for a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i'm coming back nah she she's, exactly. uh, she's been up there like you know that the nba has been around for only 25 years and like at least 10 percent of their players have been in there since day one <laughs> so jerry said there were underdogs all season how are you an underdog with candace parker mm. were kind of like they had a losing record before they went into the playoffs i think but shout out to the for stealing diamond the shields from y'all so Gang. <laughs> she's like, I'm still, I'm still repping for Griner. I think she's, she's really good. How did we get to the WNBA? Ugh. I don't know. This the is... NBA just doesn't do it for us. I'm just kidding. Nah. We had, we had to... they, they did, ha- they had a whole ass weekend though. For real. We are going to get into that, but we always got to shine some light on women's sports. But yes, let's reel it back in. And we are going to talk about this. <laughs> we are here for like the distraction and the hype. <laughs> um, but All-Star Weekend, oh, my God, in Cleveland, full three days of action. What was your favorite part? Oof, definitely not the dunk contest. <laughs> I'm yeah. with everybody else. I mean, y'all can go. Whoever's watching, y'all can go ahead and comment. Like, did you like the dunk contest? I did not like it at all. And it wasn't even the dunks. Yeah. I mean, I like the drama. I like the action. Like, you have people jumping over mascots and over celebrities and over cheerleaders. And, like, I guess, yes, it's overdone. But, like, that's the point. Still, like, I felt like nobody there. It was just so empty. There was no pizzazz. The one moment I did like was when Juan Toscano Anderson came out, you know, with the shoes representing. So I feel like, okay, yeah, that's the flair that I live for. And that was it. And then <laughs> he was the only one, I think, that jumped over Wiggins. And it was like, okay. And yeah. It. Yeah, like, I wanted more. I wanted some, more. How did you some, feel about? What What was your favorite part? Oh, somebody said the dunk contest was cheeks. <laughs> so, 
I respect that comment. Um, it was all right for. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't remember if they like changed the rules that you can't go above and beyond because I like I was into the whole props and the like the hype yeah. up and all that. I think the only person who really like uh got the crowd involved was Cole Anthony because he literally dunked in Tim's. He had his dad out there. He put on his jersey. See, like that-, that was fun, but he did take a long while to put on his Tim's. I was just like, let's get you should have walked out with them. I was like, you, you know the Tim's weigh like a ton, so it took him a while to actually get a puffer jacket though. I was like <laughs> the fitting like he should have put on a fitting. He should have done some- the Tim's was just like bro that's holding you back. Like we get the hype but you could have did something else to actually get exactly. yourself off the ground. Exactly. I don't know. I just feel like it was definitely missing something. I agree. All the missed dunks kind of make you like it takes away the anticipation of it. And they let them do so many tries. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. And maybe I don't know if it was the the options that they had. I was still kind of low-key upset because I feel like Malik Monk should have been at least on there. I don't know. I've seen his dunks. They're pretty good. I mean, under there. I'm a Jaw fan, so uh, he was going off in the All Star game. Saw him at the All Star game, and I was just was like, like ah, "You could have been in the dunk. You would have won easy, like very easy." <laughs> so yeah. I give it to Obi though. Like you know, I'm a New Yorker at heart, and he. I honestly think from the layout that they had, he did the best. Yeah. That, sure. that was really it. One definitely came and and showed up, and he had, you know, a few wonky attempts, but he was in the finals, so we got to give it to them. Steph Curry was hype. <laughs> so it, Probably it, the it, only one, because... Shaq was over there on the sideline sleep. <laughs> we were all like Shaq. Somebody uh, left. <laughs> I feel like the format definitely needs to be updated, and hopefully for next season. Uh, yeah. I feel like it used to be the all-star game that used to be that it doesn't like it, it wasn't exciting for us. And then they changed the format. And now we have like one of the better all-star games, I think, in the last years. So yeah. I feel like there definitely needs to be a format change for the dunk contest. Maybe not give them so many chances. But then what if they miss? I'm thinking like, are they practicing? And they did a showing up to yeah. like, like, game and, like the... do this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I saw. We're going to talk about the three-point contest, but I saw um, Clippers, like Luke Kennard, he practiced. He was out there getting his shots up. Like, oh, and he went off. for the dunk contest. Respectfully, I, I heard, you know, just like you said, the All-Star game, they definitely took some chances switching it up, but I feel like the format they have now is amazing, and I feel like they could go back and look at the dunk tip contest and switch it up for them, too, and make it better, because it was great at one point. It just, yeah. like... Mind, and now it's just kind of like that. Like it's usually the biggest part of All Star Weekend besides the actual game, and it was just it was not giving what I thought it should have gave. Same, same. Um, it was it was not I was not there for it. Like even the skills challenge, they like d- made it different, right? They yeah. um they they made it like into a, like a relay race kind of vibe. So I was like, okay, that works. That gets more people involved. You. You're rooting for them. It's just like for the dunk contest, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, the the commentators made it funny. Dwayne Wade was out there making me laugh. Oh, Oh my God. They had Allen Iverson. They had, um, oh, my God, why is his name escaping me right now? They had everybody on that that broadcast. They did. 
They did. They they brought out all the stars, all the basketball players, all the sideline reporters, and everybody was there making it, making it work. So I think honestly, uh, obviously, when you have talented broadcast teams like that, they take to try to make it better. But they was talking crap the whole time, anyways. Yeah. They were just they, not, they were saying what we were thinking. Exactly. Like they was boring. Uh, mm. <laughs> but um. Yeah. I think the Rising Stars Challenge, that format, honestly, was a little more exciting to me. I was definitely, obviously, disappointed to see our guys, like Mitchell, Kaminga, couldn't play. They were injured. Um, but Team Bear ended up winning, and Cade Cunningham got MVP. I thought it was uh, fun to have the Clutch Challenge as kind of like a halftime show. So mm-hmm. for marketing, Tyrese Halliburton basically held down the team with Desmond Bain. He didn't, yeah. he didn't shots Tyrese made like every shot so um that was exciting to see and like you said the skills challenge Giannis is so competitive I just want to say that him and and his brothers are like on a different level of competition but they did not win uh the Cavs team won which was good for them because go Cleveland (laughs) they were hosting so the crowd was hype the crowd was ready for it they they were definitely hype. Um, what did you think about Luke uh, Kennard's uh, three point? I think he did really good. I feel he ended up getting the most points overall. So I thought that was pretty solid for the Clippers to have, especially like on their team. Yeah, um, they're only three point specialists. That's fun. I know, right? Sure. Yeah. He's shooting, uh, I, I think, 44% for three-point line. Um, but That's he, he really off. Like, I did not expect him to be in the top, top automatically. He led round one. You know, I feel like if he wasn't so hot to start, he may have actually won the whole contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like sometimes people forget. Like, people do get nervous. It, it does happen. Like, and I feel like once you're in the moment, you're just like, oh, like, this is my first time here. I'm an all-star. I'm essentially chosen. And then I, I get to move on different rounds. So I feel like I, I can I can empathize with that. So I just feel like for being his first time, for being not known maybe to the whole league and stuff, I feel like he did a really good job. He yeah. Did a really good job. And the Clippers have a solid player in him at, as a three-point shooter. Oh, for Don't sure. Don't no. Him. Don't give up, Luke. We we already we already see him winning out here, making clutch shots, and you know exactly. he's a shooter. So good for him. I'm glad he got to show it out in a in a really fun way. Um, I'm sure Clippers fans really enjoyed that. I wouldn't know. I'm not a Clippers fan, but you know, <laughs> Clippers Twitter was crazy. Yes, and also I don't know if you guys saw anybody on the live. Obviously, everybody listening. Um, you know, we did a few uh, polls to see what you guys really liked, and it seemed most people were very impressed by uh, Luke's performance in the three-point contest. And um, who else do we have? We we posted a few few other guys who were involved throughout the weekend. But mm-hmm. thank you guys we for definitely some, like, responding. We had some like um like which one was your favorite dunk? And I mean, I feel like he's a good in-game dunker. They just didn't bring it like yeah. how I thought they were supposed to bring it. But um, we also talked about Team LeBron and Team Durant, who was gonna win. I think most people said Team LeBron. 
Yes. I chose Team LeBron. You chose Team LeBron? It's team LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Why, why would you not choose Team LeBron? Right? Yeah, West Coast based. Uh, LeBron's a Laker. So, I mean, if you didn't go with Team LeBron, I don't I don't know what to tell you. At the winning shot, though, for, for the King, that was emotional. It's like, this is for you, Cleveland. That was <laughs> a game. That was a game. Yes. Like, there was so many... Curry scoring 50, breaking the threes record, being the MVP, getting booed at, and then, like, not getting booed at. Yes, 50 points, 16 threes, the all-star game record. Curry is, he's not human. Man's just from a different universe. It's not, it's not. Like, how do you even teach that? How? I mean, yeah. And he was just shooting from logo, shooting from half court. Like, he, he didn't care. It looks so easy. Crazy. Like, and it's crazy because this season he's actually shooting the worst threes in his career. So the fact that he's not even at that like three level that he's been at, but then here he goes and drops 50 points at the All Star game, breaking mm-hmm. Paul George's previous record. It's just surreal. I thought it was a great. And he's also from Akron, Ohio. So I just yes. feel like the home, the home city, the hometown didn't do it for him. They were doing it for LeBron, but obviously that's LeBron. But I think obviously I would hate to come back here and get booed at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if I was a Cleveland fan, I would be a little hurt because they definitely stopped their season short quite a few mm-hmm. times. Um, uh, quit but them. So you would appreciate him as a player. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like that point Cleveland needs to move on, but uh, I guess they're not over it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Somebody said uh, Durant wouldn't have drafted the players if he was going to play, in my opinion. I think his drafting was definitely a little soft. I feel like we talked about that in the last episode, maybe. Um, but his his draft strategy was definitely soft. Team, team LeBron was... Uh, he was right. like anybody but Harden. That was the strategy. <laughs> he was too focused on his, like, revenge or vendetta to even draft the right players for his team. And and God yeah, bless You had LeBron there with his little clipboard. He knew. He was down. He was talking business. He said, yes. this is how I'm going to draft. Then you have KD over there freaking, like, poker face trying not to, like, p- <laughs> pick Harden. <laughs> So I, I think, um, I don't know if it was Kenny or one of the TNT guys had asked him, you know, are we going to get an update or your energy, your injury? And he was like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. That whole broadcast was. No. Was what I wanted. Like you ex- like sniper money was like there, you know, he was like, I'm not KD. This is my Twitter IG persona. This is not me. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, Mm-mm, I'm not gonna give you nothing. And LeBron was liking it on the other side, so I was like, "That's funny." It was very awkward. Someone said that was awkward. I think it was like a funny awkward though. That's KD is awkward. This is, I mean, sometimes he be on like Kawhi level awkward, honestly, and Kawhi be on yeah, a different yeah. level. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, you don't really see what he tweets. Like, that's literally his persona and vibe, and it's just like. Yeah. If somebody would have tweeted at him, that he would have been like, no. So, no. Like, I can see it perfectly. I feel like that's him to a T. Did but, you? Um, he wasn't able to go to the actual game or be there for All Star Weekend just because he had some like personal problems. His grandmother passed away, unfortunately. So we totally understand that. Yeah. He wasn't gonna play originally, but now he wasn't there at all. So it's it's fine. It yeah. life happens. But 
we got some good moments from that game, definitely. Yes. And oh, well, did you see what LeBron said about his last shot? Um, no, I heard he had some really good answers in his press conference. But girl, after working All Star Weekend, I was like, once the game was over, I was like, You're goodbye. Like, <laughs> good night. I'm going to watch you for you, and I'm getting in my bed. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, side piece. I'm. I don't. I was like, side note. I don't watch you for you. Oh. you guys do. But for some reason, all my TikToks are euphoria based so i basically know what's happening i know what happened last night's episode i just don't watch it and i'm just like how does that even happen it is not for everybody thank you my for you page it's like on it it's on it anyways well lebron said was that his last shot was um i think in like ode to one of michael jordan's shot from um one of the all-star games so they put like they did like a quick side by side oh literally identical both from the right side and i'm just like wow lebron has time to think about this in game yeah who are you people human too people talk about his basketball intelligence all the time i don't know if you saw this was like a few weeks back he was talking to austin reeves did you see him he was like he was like what what and everybody was like became a meme because he was oh, so me. confused yeah. about what LeBron was trying to tell him in game because his brain is on another level. Like when it comes to basketball intelligence and recalling plays and mm-hmm. actions and what he like, he could literally just visualize like when and who's going to have the ball and what's going to happen if they have the ball. And if this defender is, is insane, it, it's yeah. like basketball physics. <laughs> I mean, to be a neuron in his brain would be crazy. <laughs> Just to see like what's up, what goes in there. I don't know, you know, I don't know. But it's and then you get when when the players realize like, oh, that's what he was saying. I was like, mm. yeah. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen to me, but I'm like, it's it's there, it's there. So I mean, I I like that he kind of took even time out of the game to seal that win, thinking of Michael Jordan and like he there was they had this whole exchange too because they had that great amazing 75th you know, halftime performance that, or like, you know, the little thing. That Dedication, yeah, ceremony. I thought that was so cute. They highlighted them perfectly, all the players. Yeah. It was funny in its own way too. <laughs> but the fact that you kind of get to see LeBron and Michael Jordan, like kind of be embracing each other and like their greatness and for LeBron to still be like, this shot was like, kind of like, thank you in a way to him. We're yeah. just like, reminiscing to Michael Jordan. I feel like that's, that's pretty nice that like that's the level of respect that you guys want to be at when you're the greatest it's super yeah you guys it's not it's sentimental to have all of those 75 of the greatest all-time nba players in one building i mean it's like opening up a black hole into just amazing like talent just yeah so to see them all reacting to each other and respecting each other obviously there were definitely some awkward interactions between some of the players who still have beef um but which one one are you talking about i'm talking about the celtics He was like, ah, and he's like, don't even say hi to me. Like, ah, his eyes were so funny. Don't touch me. Did you see Kawhi also when they were taking, like, the the crazy photo? And they had, like, their hands up. Everybody was smiling, and Kawhi was just like. He was just like, like, poker face. Poker face (laughs) to the end. I was like, that's so Kawhi. But then on the other side, he was like the cameraman, like, taking photos of some of the players. I was like, who are you? It, it was, I feel like I lived for those, like, little interactions that yeah. 
better than like the whole weekend I feel like those little moments I was like oh my god yeah that's like that's funny or like the whole Ray Allen or like you know Mike or Jordan not even being in the state and then for some reason he's everybody's like, not, showing not, up. not gonna show up and then there he goes he's like he was there to support his NASCAR driver <laughs> uh, Bubba Wallace and then he like it was so funny because Twitter was like oh he's not even there da, da, da. and mm-hmm. I, I was like if if I don't work there no more as a person <laughs> so, you know what it, you know what that is such a great point I used to work, I used to be a waitress. I used to be a server. I wouldn't understand how people would show up to their like ex jobs like all the time. All like, the time. Oh, you didn't you never came on time. You always called off, but here you are now that you don't work here. What are you doing? What are we doing? And then like, yeah, so I perfectly understand why Jordan wouldn't want to go back to the company he used to work for. I'm like, um, that's it. My that life of my that stage of my life is over. What's happening now? I don't care if it don't make him money, he ain't gonna show up. But thank God he did, cause it it is a surreal moment, it's, and it's hard to get all these great players in in one place uh, to kind of see how the greatness um, interacts with with each other. So I feel like that was really good. It was really good to yeah, see. Yeah, and then we have a comment. What do you think about Russell Russell Westbrook, Leslie? I really liked his high video. I thought that video was everything. <laughs> I'm dead. Did you like it? It's funny. <laughs> I did not see I was the high. So happy. He was like, "Hi." He didn't show up, but he said hi. I he shouldn't have showed nice. up. And, and when he made that comment about, because they were saying he was sitting because of back tightness, and apparently he responded, he said, yeah, the reason I have back tightness is because I'm not used to sitting so much. Like, maybe if you didn't break the backboard every two seconds, you would be in the lineup. <laughs> he, he got he got comments. He got shade. I think he said he was not going to go, like, before, though. I think he had said he... It's it was somebody's birthday or something he had to do on Sunday, so he already had n- known he wasn't gonna go mm. for All Star Weekend. But still, I agree with that. I mean, <sighs> I think it's just awkward. You know, Russ. You know he's petty. You know he throws shade too, and that like, he's not gonna back down. So I feel yeah. like that was just. <laughs> also, um, we also posted about Andrew Wiggins. Uh, if people expected him to be an All Star or not, or should they have waited? And I think it was almost like fifty fifty for our poll. Like maybe mm-hmm. should have waited a year. He ended up getting ten points. I think he had like a few good dunks. Um, Devin Booker also dropped twenty and five rebounds uh definitely a a few threes in there but what did you think about Andrew Wiggins performance do you think he should have been there or he just kind of like passed by through my mind I forgot kind of a little bit about him sorry I kind of forgot about you sorry 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 but um I feel like it's also gonna have the young players in there because that's how they kind of make the name for themselves and like the league gets to know them a little bit better so for example like Jean Morant like I thought he was so great at the oh my gosh he played so well he had so many amazing dunks Um, some Cleveland guys who I really don't really follow them but because they were part of the reserves I saw them play and I was like oh okay he got some blocks in during an all-star game. Like, that's solid. So I felt like it was, does he deserve it? He got the vote, so he technically does deserve it. But he was a little bit un, unmemorable, a little bit forgettable. So. Yeah, I think it was a good experience for him. I hope that this uh, kind of encourages him to be a more 
front forward player. Obviously, he has a big enough impact to be voted into the All-Star game, but I feel like it could have been maybe just a little more of an impact. Um, I would like him to get a ring, win a championship, you know. <laughs> um, so hopefully we could see that from him. But as far as the other uh, guys in our division, I, I was just... I mean, the Western Conference is amazing. I'm just going to keep saying it. It was it because a good it's true. game. It yeah. was a really good game. I appreciated that game. Yeah. And I feel like also how they changed the format. So each quarter you play for a specific charity and stuff like that. I feel like that really motivates you because how are you going to let Team LeBron do two quarters and then you're not going to do anything for Team Durant? And so I just feel like I like that. It, it puts motivation. It makes people players actually want to play and mm-hmm. then the fact that you have them sitting there so it's just like yeah play. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said this year's playoffs is going to be wild yes I agree. yes agreed especially on the west side too oh and the east <laughs> especially the east <laughs> I, I don't know you know kind of in the east yeah i feel like happen. i feel like in the west there's more competition for the warriors if we all i feel like we all think like the warriors are the top team but this season i feel like there's definitely more competition you have the suns you have the jazz you have who else do you have you have the grizzlies they're three right now Grizzlies. That's like, crazy, these right? are kind of like the ones that we've been talking about for like the last two or three seasons that they're just getting there, that they just need a little bit more. And now they're just like, they're there. I, I feel like somebody said, I feel like the East is more competitive because they're closer in games. So if you look at the Heat, the Heat are number one in the Eastern Conference right now. They have 38 wins. But you look at the Suns and they have 48 wins. And they're, they're leading the league, obviously, in the Western Conference. So, yeah, I feel like the East, if you analyze them in their own bubble, definitely they're going to have some, I feel like, closer games. You have the Heat, the Bulls, the 76ers, who are top three right now, and they're all within, like, one game or half a game mm-hmm. um, within each other. But you look at the Western Conference, they have a little more, like, uh, a little bit more of a filter as far as, like, how many games away they are in their win column. So, yeah, but... I feel like it's still more, it's still easier to predict who we're going to see come out of the Eastern Conference um, than the Western. I, I think so, too. I feel like there's more of a, a chance. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would. I'm, I'm going to hope, I think they're, right now, they're number nine, so they're on the bubble. They're under 500. They only have 27 wins. <laughs> um, the Clippers are above them, so... <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, oh, it sounds so sad. Some LeBron going back to the cast thoughts. Uh, apparently, he's going wherever his son goes. So that's weird. I feel like that's tampering. But <laughs> okay. Can players tamper? I don't think players can tamper. I I think so, yeah. They fined LeBron a few years ago because apparently he said something about, I would love if so-and-so came here. Like, they can't say stuff like that. Well, maybe because he's not te- his son is technically not in the league yet, so maybe but, they won't say it. If you know LeBron, I feel like he lives for the storylines and the narratives and, like, doing the impossible and doing what's never been done. So if he has at least the slightest chance of playing with his son, He's going to do, do it. it. I, that's what I think. Period. I mean, he's already said that, you know, he's not going to retire until his son is in the league and he wants to play with him. And 
as a king of basically the NBA right now, how are you going to tell him no? Uh, I think it's definitely a little bit LeBron wishy-washy for him to just be like, okay, I'm done with y'all, bye. <laughs> but that's him, and he's not afraid to go where uh, he's happiest and where he feels comfortable, and obviously he does well in those environments where he feels happiest and comfortable um, and kind of the center of their foundation. So mm-hmm. if he went back to the Cavs, I wouldn't be mad. That's his home. Cleveland loves him to death. He's done so, 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 so much for the city as far as education, as far as giving back. Um, so if he went back to the Cavs, I'd just go back and throw my Cavs jersey on from LeBron and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Imagine that. Just like reading it from just like an article point of view or like in the, like you go back to the place where you were from with your son and retire yeah. there. Like, yeah. that's what movies are made of. So I feel like it could be there if they if they have the money and the space and the cap. You know, gotta wait like maybe two years, two or three years maybe. Yeah. Because we don't know if Bronny's going to be ready either way. He, he might go just to... got into college, didn't he? <laughs> like, this is, like, his first year? In high school. Yeah. I mean, obviously, LeBron was drafted out of high school, so that's, like, we don't know how long he's going to actually stay in school. I feel like that's the big question. In my opinion, I feel like maybe he should do a year or two of the G League. I feel yeah. like it's... It's kind of, if they don't want to do the college route, I feel like that's the route to go about. Right. We will see. Because he says it's not about money, but it has to be a little bit about money. I think he's takes he's taken several cu- like pay cuts between the Heat, the Cavs, and the Lakers to have who he wants to have on the team. And, I mean, now look at him. That yeah, I feel like he's sacrificing a little bit more than he should be. And we know if he's not happy, he's going to be like, bye-bye. Yeah, deuces. So definitely definitely something to look out for. Um, It's nothing is impossible with that man. Uh, We want to just thank everybody for joining our live and for commenting. We are reading your comments and we appreciate you guys commenting stuff that actually adds to the conversation so appreciate that definitely um anything else you want to say for us no uh thank you guys from my side appreciate y'all supporting us we hope to only grow this channel so tell a friend tell a friend follow us interact with our posts just support women in sports uh we definitely need it and we appreciate it all right well this was west coast mix and bounce with your co-host leslie and brana And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much.